It, it means a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think it was, it was probably not the guy that people thought was going to end it. And um, it was, I don't know, it was a kind of a fluky play that happened that I just, you know, stopped at the net like they, they teach you from, you know, Pee Wee Bantam hockey and um, the rebound was, was sitting there and I had to hack and whack at it a couple times and and, and got it by him. And uh, just the aftermath after, you know, scoring, it's just pure joy, obviously, and uh, just getting the, the attention that I got from it, obviously, it makes it, you feel pretty good about yourself. <laughs> and uh, so it, it was, it was, it's something uh, that I definitely hold on to and makes me feel good about my career and, and in some ways. Hi there. Welcome to the show. I'm Lucas Favalli. This is Crunch Chronicles. So great to be with you here. Episode 32 of the show this week. And we go back to the Columbus era here for our guest on the show, a guy who spent four seasons in Syracuse and has one of the most memorable moments in franchise history. We're talking about Trevor Frischman, who spent uh, the 2006 season here, starting with the crunch, 06-07, all the way through the end of the affiliation with the Columbus Blue Jackets in 2009-2010. And we talk about that great moment that Frischman had with the crunch. Of course, that, the overtime series-clinching game-winning goal against the Manitoba Moose during the 2008 Calder Cup playoffs. So we'll talk about that with Trevor Frischman and a whole lot more coming up on the show. But Trevor, as we said, is really a good story. He spent four seasons with the Crunch coming out of Colorado College. He was on a two-way AHL contract with the Crunch in the 06-07 season, split the year, his first year in pro hockey with the Crunch and Columbus's ECHL affiliate, the Dayton Bombers, 33 games to the Crunch. 24 games in the ECHL with the Bombers and ended up going all the way to the Kelly Cup Finals in the ECHL with Dayton after the Crunch's season ended. Crunch did not make the playoffs that year, but then came back and he was becoming more of a regular the following season with the Crunch in 2007-2008. Did play seven games in the ECHL with the Charlotte Checkers, but 59 games with the Crunch in the regular season that year and uh, helped the team get to the playoffs. That was that year where they had the remarkable run down the stretch as we all know the great winning streak the great point streak steamrolling into the playoffs that wonderful series of the manitoba moose before falling to the toronto marlies in the second round in the north division finals but uh, Frischman had the great goal, the, the the marquee moment in that playoff run for the Crunch, that series-clinching winner against Manitoba. Then two more years after that with the Crunch, 08-09 and 09-2010. 80 games in year number three, 75 in year number four, including three games up with the Columbus Blue Jackets that fourth year, 75 with the Crunch, three in Columbus. His NHL debut is only three NHL games, but what a moment, what a story. And he'll talk about his NHL debut as well uh, with Columbus here coming up on Crunch Chronicles. So all in all, a really, uh, really good, productive and improving career with the Crunch for Trevor Frischman. As we say, he has one of the great moments in Crunch history and he's episode 32. Our guest here on Crunch Chronicles, Trevor Frischman. Well, first of all, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. It's uh, good to reconnect with the Syracuse community and, um, I had many good years in my life um, from for playing there and uh, just living in the area. So it's it's fun to relive that. Um, but right now I'm back in Minnesota. 
um, back where I grew up, which, which I didn't think I was going to do, um, while I was playing hockey, but you get to a point when you're ready to, uh, retire from your playing days and it's just was the easy option for me. And, uh, so I own a house in Blaine, Minnesota. Um, I'm married and have two young girls, um, one and well, going to be two and going to be four. And then, uh, my wife is actually pregnant again. Oh, so, congrats. Well, there you go. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So going to have a third and, uh, going to be done after that. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, how's the dad life going? I'm sure you said, uh, they're, they're young four and two ish. Uh, what, what's, uh, what's it been like for the last couple of years? I know there's been a lot of challenges just to the world for the last couple of years in general, but what's it been like, uh, to be a dad? Well, it's, it's been awesome. I mean, I always, I always wanted to have kids. I didn't have any kids or anything when, um, when I was playing, um, I wasn't married either. So I was just a single guy. So obviously my life now is a lot different, but I, it, I couldn't ask for anything more. Um, raising, raising two little girls has been a blast. It's definitely a lot of work, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, they're, they're great. It's, um, it, it's just constant constant battle like i'm sure most people know and um and they definitely keep you busy so i don't really don't really have a whole lot of free time to do to do much of my own thing but that's all right i'm happy happy where i'm at yeah well that's great uh, well, I, I know you say you don't have much free time but what else what else does keep you busy whether at work or or at home or or if you do get a free moment what else do you get to to get to do these days um yeah so i i'm working um after I, I retired from playing, um, my dad and my, and my brother, they have a business, um, right here in, in town where I live. And it's, uh, it's a manufacturing business that, um, is about 25 employees. So it's a smallish business and, uh, we make patterns and molds for the foundry industry. So it's, something completely different than the hockey world. Um, and so I jumped into that. Um, basically I didn't think that's what I was going to do, but, um, we might get into it, but the way my career ended from playing wasn't ideal. I, I got into some bad concussion trouble that kind of forced me to hang them up, uh, sooner than I was planning. And so I, I didn't do anything for about a year, but then uh it was time like i needed to to do something and so jumping on and working working for them um was was just a fortunate easy option for me and so i started doing that and i mean the more the more i do it i I do really enjoy it and i um my my dad is pretty close to retiring or he should be retiring so (laughs) it'll be (laughs) it'll be kind of my my older brother and, and i that hopefully kind of take over and um run the place from from here on out after he retires so that's kind of what i'm looking looking to do um as far as doing things for fun i mean i love love to golf which isn't exactly easy in minnesota (laughs) and now (laughs) with two girls too you have no time for it either i'm sure (laughs) yeah so i'm looking looking forward to that the winter the winter was you know it's not much i mean i I love downhill skiing and, and stuff like that, but there's not a whole lot of that around here. So I didn't do much of that this summer, but play a little bit of hockey, do a little bit of coaching. 
um, young kids right now trying to see, see if my girls are, are going to want to play. Um, I'm trying to, trying to, <laughs> trying to get them to get the itch. And I've, so I've had the older one out skating a little bit, but, uh, not, not so sure if she's interested or not yet. So I'm not going to try to push it too hard if they're not interested at all. <laughs> right. Well, there you go. I you see if it, yeah. if it happens organically though, that's uh, that's certainly great. How's, how's it been uh, coaching? You know, how, what's, what's it been like to be able to kind of transfer some of what you g- gained as a player to some youngsters these days? Well, I love it. And actually after I, I got done playing, um, trying to get my years straight now, I think the last, the last time I played was 2015. Yeah. 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 Um, over in Europe. And, um, I, when I got back and my, my head got clear and I got over the, the concussion symptoms. Um, I actually started coaching at University of Wisconsin Stout, um, which is a, a D3 college um, in Menominee, Wisconsin. It, so it was, it was about an hour away drive for me, which wasn't ideal, but it was, it was great to get back into just back into the game, even though I wasn't playing. Um, it, it was a lot of fun. So I ended up doing that for uh, I think it was there six years. And then, uh, once, the the lovely pandemic hit, they kind of threw a wrench in a lot of things and, um, our head coach there retired. And I thought about, you know, they, they kind of wanted me to take over the head coach there. And I, I thought about it, but that was going to involve moving there. And my wife and I didn't, weren't too crazy about moving, moving to that town. Um, so long story short, it just wasn't going to be a, a great fit, but the coaching aspect while I was there, it was awesome. And, and, and coaching that level was, was a ton of fun. Um, I played college hockey before, before pro hockey. And, um, even though it was a D three level, it, it was still, I mean, the, the players are, are good players. Um, so, you know, everything that, that I learned as I was playing, um, that, you know, and you, you give them a drill or whatever, they're able to do it. It's just, you know, sometimes it's just the pace and it's, sometimes it's just the overall quality isn't the same, but it's fun. Cause you can, you can see the improvement, you know, as the year goes on, the, the stuff that you're teaching them because they're, they're, able to do it it yeah. just uh, takes a little takes a little time right yeah no that, that makes sense uh, are, is that i know you you kind of said you know where you are now in the manufacturing business with your brother and your dad and that's kind of yep. what you see as your future but it, are, if coaching became another avenue would you want to go back into that or are you kind of now happy and settled with where you're at yeah it's you know, it was really tough i do really enjoy it um, it's just that it's pretty similar to hockey player, you know, for a majority of my career, you're, you're moving, you're not exactly sure where you're going to be at the next year. And you kind of have to pay your dues before you get to the top spot where you want to be. And, um, I think the coaching ranks is like that too. And I just, I didn't think I had it in me to do what it takes to get to where I wanted to be. I, 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 I have a family now and, and I just, I didn't want to go move, you know, every, every fall move to another town and, you know, coach for the year. And I just didn't have it in me to pay the dues to get to where I wanted. So I, I, I loved, loved what I was doing, but I, I just, I didn't think that, uh, 
I didn't think it was going to be right for me. And so right now I'm doing more just youth coaching around here, which, which is fun. It's, uh, and if my girls play, I'll, I'll probably do some coaching with them too. But, um, as far as, you know, serious making a living off of coaching, it's probably unlikely yeah. for me at this point. Yeah, totally understandable, of course. Trevor Frischman is our guest here on Crunch Chronicles. We'll, we'll shift our focus now to your time with the Crunch. Spent three years uh, in Syracuse, like we said, in the uh, kind of the mid to late 2000s, uh, starting in the 2006-2007 season. It was your first year of pro hockey. We'll we'll dive into each year a little bit uh, in a moment, but just your your kind of general thoughts on your, your couple of seasons spent in Syracuse with the Crunch. Well, it was, it was awesome. I mean, I, I just felt really fortunate to, to get the opportunity, first of all, because I, I wasn't a guy that was drafted and I wasn't, um, you know, coming out of, even coming out of college, I wasn't exactly, there wasn't people just knocking on my door left and right, you know? And so it was, I got the opportunity. Um, I think I actually was on a, two-way AHL East Coast contract my very first year right. um, with Syracuse. So I came to Syracuse, you know, kind of that very first time just a, on a tryout basis. And um, I think I was fortunate enough to open open some eyes a little bit and get on some people's radar. And, uh, and then uh, going from there and then actually getting the time and then finally becoming like, you know, a full-time player there, it was – it was amazing. And, um, I loved living there. Um, you know, I just, I loved the atmosphere, just the, the fan support and just kind of the, the blue collar attitude around there and the, the support the team gets. Um, it, it was, it was awesome. And, and everybody in that organization, um, I mean, was, was so great to me. And so, I mean, it, it helped me a ton with, just the way I played and and just feeling comfortable. So I yeah, I I definitely have no complaints and um I, I look back on it as as some of my best years in hockey for sure. Yeah, well, you say you were here that first year and you spent uh, kind of half the year with the Crunch, half the year in the ECHL with the Dayton Bombers. Uh, it's your kind of your first taste of pro hockey there between those two leagues uh, to start your pro career. What was what was that first year like for you? Uh, I guess with an initial focus on the Crunch, uh, what was your first uh, kind of taste of pro hockey that first year in, in Syracuse? You know, yeah, it was, uh, it's a, definitely a learning curve. It's, it's different than college hockey. I mean, there's just the way things operate and, um, how there's guys moving up and down and, um, and then there's the aspect of just the overall play. It's, it's, it's a little bit of an adjustment, but I don't know, like even that first time I stepped on the ice and in, in Syracuse, I felt like, you know, like I can, I'm good enough to play here. I, I feel like I can do it. Um, it. It's just a matter of getting that opportunity and you need to get a, a lucky break here or there sometimes and, um, you know, find a coach or a general manager that, that likes what you have to offer. Um, and then once you get that little bit of an opportunity, you, you gotta, you kind of have to run with it um, because there, there's not, you don't get many second, third chances unless, you know, you're a highly sought after, you know, first, second round draft pick or something. They might give you a little bit more leeway, but for a guy in my shoes, it was, you know, this is your chance. You better 
do something with it. And so that's just kind of the attitude I had. And, um, the year, once I got that first time getting called up from, from Dayton, um, I was definitely nervous. Um, but you know, once you get out there and you start playing, it's, it's the same. You're just playing hockey, you know, once, once you get into a game. Um, so it was, uh, it was, it was good. Like I said, you talk about uh, splitting that year, of course, and you go back to Dayton at the end. The Crunch don't make the playoffs. You go on a, a playoff run there, trying to open some eyes, and and that was a Dayton team that ended up going all the way to the final. What was that, you know, playoff run and that experience like? It was in the ECHL, but kind of maybe laid the groundwork for the rest of uh, your time with the organization. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, it was amazing to 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 go that far. I mean, we had a group there that was just became really really close and. I don't want to bash that organization or anything, so don't don't take me like that. But we that organization when we were there, they didn't they didn't have the most money and the facilities and just the equipment and and stuff like that was not you know at the highest standards in the league. And so it's almost like us us as players on that team, we kind of came together and you know we just we kind of laughed about certain things about you know, like the, the stick budget and like the sticks we were using and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And it, and it kind of just made us into like a really close knit group of guys. And yeah, I mean, we, and we obviously had some, some talent on that team, but, um, yeah, we, I mean, we used to joke about when we made it to the finals, like how in the, how in the heck are we going to pay or how in the hell are we going to get to where we're supposed to play? It's like there's no way this team can afford to fly us there, so we're going to be taking 24-hour bus trips, you know. But it all worked out, and it, it was it was great, but it was uh, definitely an experience. Yeah, it's that's kind of the ups and downs of the ECHL, even to this day. There's some some spots are certainly better than others, but it's always a great experience and a great opportunity to, to get on the ice uh, no matter what. And uh, kind of, kind of laid, like I said, laid the groundwork for you, I guess, the rest of the uh, the way. You, you come back in year number two in the organization with a crunch and spend most of the year there uh, here in Syracuse and have a really good year. That was a really, by the end of it, a really special group. What do you remember from year number two, The uh, that, that great team that went on uh, such a great run down the stretch of the regular season oh man that yeah that was that was a hell of a year and year that you know just ended and ended in a little bit of disappointment but um right from the beginning and once again i i uh i was i was on a tryout contract basis um and i had to go down and start the year for a little bit um in charlotte in the east east coast league um and i think just the impression that i at the time put on uh coach ross yates and, and trent call um as soon as somebody got in injured they they immediately thought of me to, to get to call me back up um and which was fortunate for me and then once i got called back up then it was I didn't want to go back. You know, I had I had my taste of the East Coast League, and there's no way I wanted to go back. So once I finally got kind of settled, um, if I remember right, I think I basically lived that entire year um, in the Renaissance Hotel there in Syracuse. But <laughs> I didn't I didn't care. You know, I was happy to to finally just be in Syracuse. You know, kind of full time, and uh, just the team we had that year was with Kanopka leading the way 
Um, and, and the the other tough guys that we had on that team, it was it was unbelievable. It's like every game was was going to be an adventure. It's just starting from warm ups on what was going to happen. <laughs> For sure. Well, we had, we had Bobby Mack, Bob McGilligan on here a couple of weeks ago, or probably a month or two ago at this point, and he's had it. It was you had to get there for warm ups to see what was going to happen in warm ups <laughs> because there was probably a fight or or at least uh, the anticipation would build throughout the course of warm ups. Just how would you describe that group as a whole and and just the the characters on that team and and the warm ups through the course of the game and and it was a. Uh, it, yeah, I guess you had to be on edge no matter what throughout the course of a game. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was hilarious for me. I mean, it was. I'm not obviously I was coming from college hockey, and I'm not not exactly wasn't exactly used to fighting and stuff like that that much. But <laughs> that team, I think we were just you know led by by Zenin, and he. It's almost like everybody else just kind of took on the same identity that he had, especially um, Cicito and Morasti and Dorsett and those guys. It's, it's like those guys, it's like they were fighting each other on who was going to stir something up, you know, first. <laughs> and so it was <clears throat> every game and always starting in warmups, they decided that somebody needed to know, you know, who, who they were playing that night. I think they just wanted to set the tone. Um, but they, we had talent on that team too. It wasn't, it wasn't just toughness. So it was kind of a great mixture of both. Um, and then when we went on that run at the end of the year, I, it was really disappointing. It's like, I think we all felt like, like we, we were going to go till the end. Um, because we just, we got into a groove where we just felt like we couldn't lose and, uh, we're playing some, some great hockey. So once it, Unfortunately, it came to an end. Um, yeah, that was definitely definitely a disappointment. Yeah, it was such a great run. It was a 15-game winning streak, 23-game point streak to to just close out the regular season, getting into the playoffs. Uh, and then you have that memorable series against the Manitoba Moose. There was so many overtime games, and, and you have maybe the most memorable moment, or at least one of them in, uh, in crunch history, when you get the uh, series-clinching game-winning yeah. goal in overtime against the Moose. Uh, take us through that moment. Uh, what do you remember from it, and, and what? What's what's going through your head at that point, and, and thinking back on it now, what what do you remember the most? Uh, I I it's hard to kind of put into words. It's at the time, you, you, obviously there's a big goal, but you don't you don't realize like that is a that was a really big goal, and it's <laughs> something that's going to be talked about. You know, like still even today, it's like it's kind of surprises me. But obviously, it was it was a huge goal. Um, but that series. I just thinking back to it was was some of the most fun hockey I've probably was the most fun I've ever had playing hockey because it was it was just a battle every single night like Manitoba was was a similar team to us and we had played each other so many times um and we I would say we were we were pretty even teams as, as far as skill wise and so every every single game was just an absolute battle and uh to have it end the way it did um and for for me to be the one that that ended it it was you know it was amazing and and something i i still think about and and wish that i could go back and do it all over again but obviously 
Obviously, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's but it is a moment that will certainly live on in Crunch history. The Crunch has recently uh, had a little reverse retro jersey night where we kind of brought back the Al logo for a night or two, but threw it in Tampa Bay yeah. Lightning colors. And throughout the course of the night, there were some clips, and of course, that's the one that gets played. It, it, what you know, yeah. as you think about it, 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 what does it mean to have a moment like that kind of etched in an organization's history? It it means a lot. I, I mean, I think it was it was probably not the guy that people thought was going to end it. And, um, it was, um, I don't know. It was a kind of a fluky play that happened that I just, you know, stopped at the net. Like they, they teach you from, you know, Pee Wee Bantam hockey and, um, the rebound was, was sitting there and I had to hack and whack at it a couple of times and, and, and got it by him. And, uh, just the aftermath after, you know, scoring, it's just pure joy, obviously. And, uh, just getting the, the attention that I got from it, obviously it makes it, you feel pretty good about yourself. <laughs> and, uh, so it, it was, it was, it's something, uh, that I definitely hold on to and makes me feel good about my career and in, in some ways. Yeah, it's just a, a great moment for sure. Trevor Frischman, our guest here on Crunch Chronicles. That was the uh, series clinching goal against the Manitoba Moose. So you come back uh, for your third year in the organization in 2008-2009. You, you finally are for sure a full-time uh, member of the Crunch. 80 games played that third year. Uh, what do you, you know, as you come into your third pro season, what do you kind of remember from, from that year and then maybe the following year as, as well, your last two years with the Crunch? I don't know. I think it was just kind of that feeling of that, you belong. And, uh, those years I, I finally felt, you know, like I was, there's no way I was getting sent down. It was kind of now my focus is turning on. Well, I want to go, I want to start trying to move, move up. Um, and so that I just felt comfortable and, um, just, just feeling like you're one of the leaders of the team. And, um, you know, just an important part of the team is, is kind of just the way I felt. Um, and then I was, I was disappointed when, when the affiliation change happened and, um, ended up going to Springfield. Um, because, because I, I loved my time in Syracuse and start to, you know, learn where everything is in the town and you just, you start to feel comfortable and it's just kind of like, that's your home. That's your second home. And, um, I don't know. That's just my last couple of years there in Syracuse. That's just kind of the feeling I had. It's kind of a something that you gotta need to be careful with as you're a hockey player, though, because it's, as soon as you start getting too comfortable, that's when a new guy, a new young guy, comes in and he he's fighting for a spot too, and he comes in and and it's gonna take the spot from you. So you can't. You feel comfortable, but you're never like 100% comfortable because there's always point. somebody looking for your job. Yeah, it's a great point for sure. It's uh, you, you're always you're looking ahead. You you got to kind of watch your back a little bit as well, even though everyone's pushing in the same direction. You, you mentioned you were you were looking up to the NHL. You do get three games with Columbus at the uh, in that 09-2010 season, your last year with the Crunch. What did that mean to you, and what do you remember from uh, getting that call up to Columbus? Uh, it was it was a dream come true. I mean, probably for for any guy that gets that opportunity. Um, it was. I remember getting the call. I it was uh, Saturday night, if I believe, um, after 
after we had just played a Friday, Saturday night games in, in Syracuse and the guys and I were out, um, having a couple beers at one of the bars actually in Syracuse and cause we didn't play again for, I think till the following weekend and got the call from Chris McFarland and, uh, they immediately <laughs> just was in shock. You know, I, I thought that maybe it could happen, but I, I didn't know it was going to happen then. And, uh, you know, I just immediately started getting nervous to be honest. And, uh, Ran home and tried to get some sleep, didn't get much. And then uh, the next morning I was on a flight to Chicago and uh, met the the team um, at the hotel um, for a Sunday matinee game, I think it was. Um, So I I flew in that morning and and, then played that afternoon. And I... Yeah, I'll, it's it's almost like a blur to me because I was I was just in. You have so much nerves slash adrenaline going, and there's there's just so many things to to think about. But in the end, it was it's incredible. I I uh, have a tape of that game, and I I show my show my wife and my girls sometimes, and and just to show them, you know, like I actually made it there, and um, it was it was a dream come true. Like I said. But I was uh, definitely nervous. Well, nothing like uh, making your debut on the at a three and three weekend after that. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, what it a way to jump ideal. in! Yeah, and it was in Chicago too. Who uh, ended up being the Stanley Cup champion that year? So it wasn't exactly wasn't exactly a bad team that I jumped on and had to play against. So, yeah, and, and in Chicago, which I don't know if people have been to a game in Chicago, but it's it's pretty pretty nuts with their national anthem and stuff like that it's it is definitely a raucous atmosphere yeah they were at the height of their powers there uh, at that point yeah. uh, for sure uh trevor frischman is our guest here on crunch chronicles you, you talk about playing in a, in a crazy atmosphere like that well we know uh syracuse and, and the home fans here the home building great home ice advantage for the crunch what was it like to play uh here in syracuse in, in that old building we know but uh the atmosphere and and, and the fans here in syracuse it, it was amazing i mean i I honestly feel like it was one of the better AHL places to play for sure. Um, it's an older arena, obviously, but just the, the overall fan support seems like the, the, the people in Syracuse really jump on board and, um, and just support the team so well. And, uh, it, I really couldn't ask for more as far as support. Um, especially me personally, I, I think, um, just the attention that I got, um, it, it was just a great, great fit for me and, um, just the way things turned out, uh, I, I couldn't be better to be honest. And, uh, I loved it. There's, uh, definitely some, some goofy stuff with the way the, the locker room set up and stuff like that was at, at the old war memorial, but I, I we loved it. It, it, it kind of, like kind of the same thing with the Dayton situation is sometimes some of those things that you have to deal with that aren't absolutely perfect. Like a brand new building has, um, sometimes pull, pull guys together. And I think that that factored in for us, uh, in Syracuse as well. 
It's got its quirks, it's got its warts, but it's got its charm and, and the great energy for sure. Uh, Trevor, yeah, <laughs> but before we let you run, well, we'll just, uh, is there a, you know, a story you want to share, a funny uh, moment or, or anything else you'd like to add before we let you run here today? The one big memory that, that stands out for me, um, and, and it goes back to that team that we, where I, I scored the, the game winner in, in that series, is, is just Zen and Kanopka, our, our captain that year, remember the game i forget who we were playing but it was first period and he took a slap shot off the face and his visor i think shot about 20 feet up into the air and hit him square right between the eyes and he comes to the bench and has to go off the ice and like i thought i thought he was done i thought he was gonna be done for the year you know it was i thought he for sure had a concussion let alone like a huge gash in his face so well you know you're getting ready you're going out for the second period and about halfway through the second period he comes back out on the bench <laughs> i think i forget what the number was but he had close to 75 to 100 stitches oh, in his face and it was like a a big x between his eyes and he was right back out ready ready to play and it was just it's something that just sticks with me is is just the the way he played and it's just something that i always kind of was like i want to want to be like that like he's just one of the tougher guys i've ever played with and just one of the better leaders that that i was ever around and so it was that's just one little thing like i, I just could not believe that he was back in that game with us so it's some some people might remember but that's about it. That, that certainly sounds like a Zenit Kanopka moment, though, yeah. for sure, for, especially with his time uh, in the crunch. Well, Trevor Frischman, we really appreciate your time here today, giving us uh, about a half hour or so on Crunch Chronicles. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, congrats on a, a nice career and, and uh, your four years with the crunch. And uh, we wish you well here the rest of the way. Maybe we'll see you in Syracuse some point down the line. Sounds great. Thanks, Lucas. And uh, good luck to the crunch this year. Enjoy the season. There he is, Trevor Frischman, guest number 32 here on Crunch Chronicles. We thank him so much for giving us the time here this week, and we hope you enjoy that conversation with him here today. As we said, he spent four seasons with the Crunch, and one of the uh, really good stories in franchise history. He ranks 11th all franchise history with 247 games played. Not a huge score during his time with the Crunch. 73 points in 247. Uh, just a expanding role over the course of his four seasons with the crunch from 2006 to 2010 139 penalty minutes along the way as well three games in columbus he, he stayed in the organization in the columbus organization the following year when they moved their affiliate to the springfield falcons in springfield massachusetts another 80 game season there for trevor frischman he wrapped up his north american playing career in bridgeport with the then sound tigers in 2011 2012 69 games played for Frischman an alternate captain with the Sound Tigers as well then went overseas before finally having some concussion issues and having his playing career come to an end and then as you heard in our conversation also ended up uh, coaching for a number of years after the conclusion of his playing career so uh, Trevor Frischman 
was our guest here this week. We hope you enjoyed that conversation. You could just hear in the voice how it can hard well you put into words i guess uh what it means to have a moment like he had with the crunch that series clinching goal there's a few moments in crunch history you think about as right near the top of the list in terms of top moments that's certainly one of them the north division semifinals overtime game winning goal by gabriel dumont in 2017 is another moment as well there's a couple across the board but uh in terms of the most memorable trevor frischman's is right near the top of the list in franchise history. So we thank him for his time this week. If you have any stories or moments you'd like to share with us about Trevor Frischman's four seasons in Syracuse, you can send them our way via email lfavali at syracusecrunch.com or via Twitter at Lucas Favali. We'd love to hear them and share them on an upcoming episode of Crunch Chronicle. That'll do it for episode 32 this week. Thanks again to Trevor Frischman for joining us here on Crunch Chronicles. For all of us with the Syracuse Crunch, I'm Lucas Favali saying so long for now. We'll be back next week with another great episode of Crunch Chronicles.